everybody. Welcome to episode 166 of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast as we have the penultimate interview for our Women in Youth Ministry celebration for 2018. This is Annan Wilson. In this interview, you will be challenged, you will be changed, you will be encouraged from the point of grace and humility and brings a word that I know uh, was moving for me and I hope that you are open and resonant enough to experience it as well. It's good stuff and I appreciate Ann so much. Even though we had a few interruptions of the kiddos that you may hear some of our children in the background uh, calling out to each other and asking for their favorite breakfast snacks, uh, you're going to love this interview with Ann because it's this one and then we have one more to wrap up this month celebration of women in youth ministry and it has been a delight and a learning. If you haven't had a chance, make sure to give a post and a tag to women in youth ministry or hashtag women in YM as we wrap up this series to your favorite woman leading in youth ministry, small group leader, groups leader, pastor, teacher, director, Whatever the title, whatever the role, there's some amazing women in youth ministry that through the course of this month, I have been thankful to learn from and grow from, and we hope that you have too, which as you'll hear in this episode is kind of it. Having people that you can talk honestly with in youth ministry is, is the game changer. The longevity of our ministry is not often marked by how much we can grow and how much we can do and lead, but how honestly and humbly we're willing to share. I know for a lot of our folks over at Youth Ministry Booster Network, that has been the difference. We just featured a few member stories these last two weeks that have shared that very truth, that having the right people, the right community to share with has been a game changer. And so to that effort and to that end, enjoy this interview with Ann M. Wilson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another interview episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast, celebrating women in youth ministry here with my new good friend, Ann Wilson. Ann, how are you doing today? I'm doing so great. So great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, we just got done talking about our kiddos and how having yep. children under two is more fun uh, than pretty much anything <laughs> over two uh, because they just. Yes, your around. kid has been. Yes, you are <laughs> reminding me of that video that went viral last year where the kid came in and the mom came flying in. Just toddling. I mean, to just. <laughs> we're trying to do a news report. We're trying to do a podcast episode yeah. and the two year old is toddling in, just asking about his granola bars. Uh, or his his Groder bars because he loves Grover uh, from Sesame Street, and oh, there's the bar that has him. Grover on the front, so he always asks about his Groder bars it right now. <laughs> he needs yep. some Groder right now. <laughs> well, and really excited to have awesome. you as we're kind of wrapping this month up for women in youth ministry, yeah. celebrating and encouraging. And so I just would love if you just introduce uh, kind of where you are. I I love the mm-hmm. story you shared before the show about how you got mm-hmm. back into youth ministry. And so if you want to give us the journey uh, there and sure. back again of youth ministry and then the return to youth ministry. I think our audience would love to hear all of that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what got me into youth ministry. So when I was in high school, um, that's when I really started attending church. So I didn't grow up in church at all. Um, I started attending church kind of through a funny, like random family connection and then just fell in love with Jesus. And that really is, um, the whole story. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's just true. So, um, yeah, I really started serving in high school um, in our youth ministry um, there at the church that I was at, and then went to Bible college, which at the time, uh, I think really freaked out some of my 
um, family that wasn't familiar with that. And they're like, you know, what is Bible college? Do they just wear long skirts? And is like, that like VBS there, you know? for a year? What are we going? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you guys just read the Bible over and over? Like what happens there? Um, but yeah, I really wanted, I just knew that, um, I wanted to go into ministry and I wanted to learn more about the Bible. And so went right into Bible college, um, was just a general ministry major. Um, and my first several years, out of college in my first ministry experience, um, honestly, were marked by just a lot of hardship. And um, I think part of that was my own naivety. I didn't grow up in the church. And so there was a lot of um, the church stuff that can happen to people in ministry that I really was so blind to. Um, Up until that time, I had really only known the church to be this incredible, like, unicorn place that saved my life. And so to go then into a position of leadership and experience um, not only some hard things that happen within the ministry, but then from just a church level, like, high level was, um, I think, just a lot for me at the time. I was, you know, 23, so clueless. Um, And again, like the church was the greatest thing that had ever happened to me. So when there was some ugliness, I was like, wait a minute, what's that? What's going on here? So, um, so yeah, so my first uh, youth ministry, I was there for about um, five years, counting the internship that I was there and really loved the people and really loved serving in youth ministry. But um, ultimately near the end of that fifth year, I really was starting to burn out. And okay. when I say that, I know I can, I know how that sounds. Like I was 26, like who burns out at 26, you know, like, you know, I can just like hear some people. I know. No, no, no. You are a welcome company. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was so, um, over it, you know, like I just was like, this is not what I got into ministry for. And I'm not even with people. I'm just putting out fires constantly Mm. with people who, um, have everything and it was exhausting. Um, and around that time, my husband and I got pregnant with our first child. And, um, and I will say all of that also like the huge disclaimer of that. I was pretty immature, you know? So, uh, yeah. But you can only um, say after 26, no, nobody before 26 is saying they're immature. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was just a combination of a lot of things. Um, There were just several things that happened in those five years that I was there Mm. that honestly, if I were to like in a chronological order, tell you, you'd be like, okay, this girl is for sure making this up, you know, just um, some really crazy freak accidents, some stuff with some youth leaders that was really, really awful. And yeah, just Mm. some hard stuff. And so anyway, near that fifth year, my husband and I both, we were like, all right, we need to be prayerful because, um, we're both kind of burning out and he was burning out too as my husband and Mm. his like role and what that meant. Um, And so, and he's also a high school teacher, so he's around students all the time. So being around them also on Sunday was obviously hard. And so um, we were pregnant and just felt like, all right, maybe this is a season where we reevaluate and I take a step back for a little bit. And so during my maternity leave, um, had this beautiful baby boy, didn't know what it looked like to be a mom and be in youth ministry. And I think part of it was I didn't have any examples to look to. Um, Most women I knew, once they had kids, they either stopped being in ministry altogether, or they took a different position, or, you know, just they didn't stay the same path. And so I don't think 
part of it was like my lack of imagination, you know, like I didn't know how to create this new space. And then part of it was I was burning out. And so around the end of my maternity leave, um, God provided honestly, like so randomly this opportunity at another church in our city, because our biggest prayer was we really wanted to leave the church that we were serving well and um, did not want it to be divisive in any way. But um, we knew we were going to stay in Indianapolis because of my husband's ministry at his school. And so um, another church in town um, needed a a part-time writer, which I also did on the side at that point. And it was perfect for my season of life that I was entering as a new mom. So I joined that staff, which is where I currently am. And I've been here almost six years. And so um, started doing writing, started creating curriculum for people um, at our church, at our new church, and um, started writing stories and stuff for video and just all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, so I started in that role at um, Traders Point, which I currently am still at. And that role grew and grew. And around this last year, felt like God was starting to prepare another shift in me, but I really didn't know what that was going to be. And I don't think it ever crossed my mind that youth ministry, like I was going to go back to youth ministry, yeah, right. you know, that Most was not folks, in they my get imagination. Out, do not return. They're like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh, you know, like I didn't know how tired I was. Mm. Um, so yeah. And then throughout the last couple of years, I've been able to join the team with um, Christ in Youth and partner with them every summer for their high school program. And I speak with them. And so this summer I was doing that. And honestly, God just brought me to my knees. Like one night I was speaking in the same room that he really saved my life Okay. at a CIY event. Yes. Yeah. And just I think being in that space and seeing so many students so um, hungry for him and hungry for connection just brought me back to a place of like, all right, like, God, I'm, I'm ready. And um, this six years has been worth every minute of being in a behind the scenes role, but I'm ready to go back. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I didn't even know if we had a position at our church, Um, but God really worked all the pieces together. And that same week, our student pastor asked me to consider a position on their new team. And uh, yeah, it was a really huge God story, honestly. And so that process happened and I stepped into a new role overseeing all of our groups um, at the church that I'm at as a student student groups minister. And we're a multi-site church in Indianapolis and started about a month and a half ago-ish. So I'm back. back. Yeah. We so back. <laughs> I know I'm back. And it's funny because so much has changed in six years. Like when I left, I mean, I don't even think most students were on Instagram, right? So even though it's, you know, not that long, it's a long time in student world. So um, it's been really, really good, but yeah, definitely a big shift. So well, yeah. tell me about, okay. So, so I think for a lot of folks, uh, we don't always get a second lap for stuff. Um, but now yep. that you've kind of had like the lap and then the return back, uh, maybe even more poignantly, what is maybe either the thing that brought you back? I mean, you share a little bit mm-hmm. about a sacred space, which I think yep. is always a really key yep. part of the journey, but like, what's something that yep. like when it was tough and then now that you're back that you're going to hold on to as the thing of like, listen, even when I doubt this, this memory, mm-hmm. this moment, this thing will always ground me to this call. Yeah. 
That's a great question. So, um, so this summer, the night specifically that I was speaking, um, at the move event and they do the same event, like all over the country. And then if you're a speaker, you have one message and you share that, that same message wherever they ask you to go. And, um, so that night, um, students had the opportunity in the morning to write down words that resembled things that kept them from God on these big black like panels all over the side of the room. And so when I walked in as a speaker and, you know, as a communicator, you're thinking audience want to know my audience. Mm -hmm. So I would go to those boards and read their answers more as a communicator. And then by like week two, I was reading them more as a shepherd and a minister, Mm. you know, of realizing what students were struggling with real, like in my face, just words that were heartbreaking of how lonely and broken um, and honestly desperate like students were feeling as they were in that space. And so it was through those walls that God really was like, all right. So, and specifically a week where I knew a lot of students in Indianapolis had come to, which is where I live. um, God just kind of pulling on me to say like, Hey, like these students are in your backyard. Mm. Like, you don't have to go all over the country to hear their stories. Like they're everywhere where you already serve. Mm -hmm. Like what is it in you that thinks that this is not a worthy calling, you know? And I think I had to get honest about, you know, I didn't know anybody that had gone back to student ministry. So it was again, the lack of imagination on my own part of like, who leaves and then goes back. Like, I don't even know anyone. I can't think of anybody. And so, and especially, um, to be honest, moms, um, I don't know a lot of women in ministry who are also moms. And so I think I've just had, had to reinvent that for myself, but I would say, yeah, that, um, the moment of seeing the real need right in front of me and seeing words like I'm too gay, I'm too broken. Um, I'm lonely. I'm a loser, like just all of these phrases that students were writing physically to say, I don't think I can believe in God because of this thing and realizing that the church can do something about that. And that through giving those students a relationship with an adult who knows them and loves them, that could change their whole life. And why would I not want to be a part of that? I mean, it was just um, a whole thing, you know? And honestly, like I felt a little bit like Jonah, like, no, like do not send me back, you know? Um, Like, I don't want to go there. But, uh, but once I knew, I knew, and then I was just like, well, this is going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. So Mm, that's good. Yeah. Good. Well, tell me, yeah. tell me then, uh, now that you're back, uh, and you get a yeah. second chance, which I think is, yeah. uh, you know, I think some folks serve at multiple churches and feel like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're lapping and rounding and doing some things that they may be done before, but in a new way. Um, but I mm-hmm. think having some space to reflect has to be very different. So if we have a time yeah. machine and we could put Anne today back in the time machine mm-hmm. to years ago, into first year youth ministry, and what is something you would say now to Anne then that only Anne now could get through to her? Like more than any book, podcast, or or post, like what is something you're like, listen, younger version of me, this is the thing. <laughs> mm. Well, besides simmer down. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Who are you jets? <laughs> yeah, just like was first year in like was like go getter or just like like was she extra? Yeah, just um, I mean, I think I thought I was running a sprint, you know, okay, and okay. everything had to change overnight. Right. Um, because if you just work hard enough, it will, right? Like yes, exactly. Change you is just totally dependent up. on your exertion. That's what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> not the Holy That's Spirit false. and God's power. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think. There are two things, and they're going to sound so unremarkable, but as I've been reflecting on this question, the first thing I would tell myself would be to go to counseling now. Okay. Um, And I think part of that was I waited until I was burned out Mm. to, like, ring the bell of, like, I'm struggling, you know? And then once I got into that counseling room, so, yeah, long story short, once I moved into this new role at a new church and became a mom, I was like, all right, I think I need some extra help. So mm-hmm. um, was struggling with postpartum at the time. And so that was what brought me to the counseling room. But then once I got there, I realized, oh, like as a minister, I really would have benefited from this. And I realized there that I had a lot of leftover issues from my own childhood that I was ministering out of. Mm-hmm. And so I was ministering from a place of um, well, a lack of wholeness and hus- and then like a lot of hustling, but then also I was leading students to myself and not to Jesus. And so when a student had an issue or when they were struggling, I wanted to be the one to like swoop in and help them and, you know, rescue them instead of being comfortable sometimes with not only not having all the answers, but then leading them to a leader that could be consistent in their lives and then totally walk away and let go. Mm. And so um, I think it was in that space and in my journey of counseling that followed where I realized a lot of my codependency issues were showing up in ministry spaces, which a lot of ministry people don't talk about a lot. I've realized we're a little bit uncomfortable with some therapy words, but, um, but yeah, I had some codependency stuff that I was needed to work out. And, uh, Mm -hmm. especially in working with people, right. It's hard to not jump in and bear their burdens so completely that we have nothing left, but that's not Mm -hmm. even what Christ calls us to do. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's the one thing. And then the second thing I would say is be comfortable with weakness and, uh, which is really hard for me. Like I love to get things done. Um, if you speak any Enneagram language, I'm an Enneagram eight. Like I am annoying is basically what I'm saying. My seven, my but, seven um, seizure eight. And, uh, and I'll tell you, oh, you see, my you seven see, seizure you eight. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm like a mix of like Leslie Nope and somebody really obnoxious. So um, I think now in this season, I'm definitely in over my head. and. There's, I'm doing some things I've never done before. I'm leading, you know, in a space of multi-site ministry, which is a whole new thing. Um, But I'm realizing that it's in weakness that Christ does really powerful things Mm. and the Holy Spirit works so powerfully and he transforms and changes us, which then helps us lead people to Jesus and not to ourselves. Mm. Right. And so um, I've referenced this a lot. Um, but the, a pastor that I read a lot of her stuff, her name's Mandy Smith. And she talks about how in our weakness, um, we get to experience Christ. And so if that's true, 
um, and weakness is a ministry resource, we have an abundance of resources, mm. you know? And so like, as I've discovered more and more over the last few years as a mom and as a wife, like, wow, I'm a really weak person. Like I'm actually kind of garbagey in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, it's brought me closer to like, oh, like I can still minister out of brokenness and not be afraid of that. And then I also just need to admit where I don't have all the answers and be comfortable with leading people to other things. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And thank yep. you for that. The, those wise, uh, you say unremarkable. I say deeply true. <laughs> words. <laughs> well, I just feel like it's like, go to counseling. Go, go to counseling. No, answer. you're not enough. I mean, like but that, but that yeah. is something I think, I mean, as, as high of a calling as ministry is, um, I, I think when those things slip up on you, when you're a youth minister, they can be mm. immobilizing. But if you maybe mm-hmm. knew ahead of time that you were insufficient and that you weren't going to be enough for all of your students, you might be able to lead a yeah. little more honestly and humbly, which means you yeah, m- preach might it. get mm-hmm. to lead for a little bit more long term. Um, and mm-hmm. Sleep at night. Sleep at night. Uh, no, knowing yeah. that um, you staying up until 2 a.m. to catch the text that came across wasn't going to fix the kid anyway. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's hard to know that before you're 26 and sometimes even hard to know that after you're 26. And so mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're on either side of, of that number, uh, know that just because sometimes people that are older can name it doesn't mean they have it figured. And so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thank God honestly. Like my journey into motherhood played a lot of a yeah. lot, played a lot into that. So I had a I don't want to get too into it. You know, I'm sure. But you're a different youth minister now your, as a mom than you were before, right? I yeah. am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. And my delivery story was really hard, mm. and that laid me flat on my back in a physical way that then spoke to my spiritual self. You know, okay. of like you cannot do this okay. without God, and so. um I think that that really prepared me for this new season of ministry in a way that I would not have known without being a mom. Mm, that's good. For sure. Yeah. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, truthfully and honestly, if folks want to connect with you a little bit more, either on the social medias or via email, what's the best mm-hmm. way for folks that are listening today to catch up with you a little bit more and have some of these conversations? Yeah, I'm everywhere as Anne M. Wilson. Okay. So Instagram, Twitter, um, website, all of that, and and Wilson. Anna Wilson. That's it. Well, thank yep, you so much, friend, it. for sharing of your time thank and for you. our multiple yes, kiddo interruptions so that you know part yes. of <laughs> part of ministry awesome. at home. It's real life. Home. That's it. It's real life. It's real life. Sorry, people, deal with it. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, friend, and uh, we'll talk to you more soon. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Our amazing interview with Anne M. Wilson. Anne, thank you so much for sharing your insight, your wisdom, your grace, and the humility to admit that we are not our best ministry selves <laughs> most of the time, and then especially when we're young and we're growing and learning. So if you connect with Anne through this podcast, make sure to connect with her online through Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find her. And then we've got one more to wrap up this whole month celebration of Women Youth Ministry, our very own Kristen Lascola is going to bring it to you next time on Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm going to turn your world upside down. And I'm going to show you things you've never seen.